Okay, so like I brought my kids on the porch to have watermelon around lunchtime. Okay, and the cave of excellence is sitting on her porch. And then let's just say someone's daughter in really tight spandex in a sports bra walks across. Across my line of sight down the middle of the street between our two yards runs this, runs this individual's daughter in a sports bra. And she has, I would say, above average breast size. Okay, so it's pretty large. Short, short brown hair or like, you know. Now, now we're talking, Froggy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, you, you look, the kid of excellence just starts shaking her head at me. And what age is, what age is it not okay to look? Always okay to look. But it was worth looking at. Always worth looking, man. So when, when someone's, one of the members of the show, when their, when their daughters start walking around the neighborhood, you're going to be looking? Yeah, if they, if they grow some huge ass chicks. <laughs> nice, I will look. Yes. <laughs> I just couldn't tell if the kid next was shaking her head at me or if she was okay with it. She was shaking her head at you. I'm sure she was. <laughs> but she was looking too. Don't worry about it. Welcome back to your football fantasy. Grab a drink, roll back your foreskin, and let Dwee's Nuts, Big Wiz, and the Bullfrog stroke your fantasy loins. What's up, dipshits? Welcome back to your football fantasy. Gosh, there are four people on your show here hosting today. Dwee's Nuts, that's me. I'm one of them. I'll let the rest of them introduce themselves for a change. It's the Bullfrog here on a... Very, very rare occasion. Yeah, but it's so good to see your your beautiful face. I know, I know. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Looking to be back a little more regularly. Nobody else wants to introduce themselves, I guess. Let's try this again. I said I'm here. What else do you want to know? Well, I mean, you're main. I'm trying to get on another system. Oh, damn. Look at Wolfpack doubling up. I'm going to mute his ass again. I can't handle what he's got going. Yes, the big whiz is here, Wolfpack is also here, but he's fucking with his, he's touching stuff, and it's driving me batshit crazy, so he may or may not finish the show with us, I guess we'll find out. Uh, anyway, we are, we're doing a Zoom show here for you today, as we found out, the big whiz here is not uh, adult enough to keep a mask on for the safety of the people around him, and it is pouring down rain outside, or at least it's supposed to be, so... We're all Froggy, staring at you, each other. Would you have been able to come anyways? Yeah. I would not have. You're so full of shit. I was planning on being there either way with a mask, buddy. Well, then talk to Numb Nuts why he canceled it. Because you wouldn't to... wear your mask. I, I read the conversation. Some of us are responsible adults. We'll get into it. Today, what we're going to be doing, we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We are going to be diving into a uh, Dynasty startup draft that we, the three of us, took part in. Well, I guess it's been about two weeks now. Um, we started a team together sort of as an experiment to see how a three-person league would go, how that management would go. Well, I want to see how the YFF does against, uh, does against some competition. I, I want to see how the YFF as, as a whole, um, with, with, with some great minds, I want to see how we perform. This is what this whole experiment's about. And then we can, we can go talk to, talk to our, our listeners, which are, I think, a total of six now, about about potential good things and bad things in, in a dynasty league. Yep, yep. We're testing ourselves. I like it. 
So we did this. We finished the draft. Today we're going to break down this draft, kind of talk a little bit about how the experiment started. We do have one of our league mates will be jumping on the call later to explain some of his douchebaggery. Uh, we'll get into that later, though we're not ready for all that yet. Should be an interesting show. If we've got time at the end, we're going to cap it off with a few more coaching changes. We said it last week. We say it every year. The most important thing we do on this show is tell you about the coaching changes in the league and how it's going to affect your players. All that is uh, coming later on. Let's kick things off. This week in football. Not a ton of stuff happened in the week we've been gone, but Antonio Brown drawing some interest from some teams in the league. Seattle, Baltimore, having internal discussions about it. Probably not going to happen, but do you love either of those two spots for Antonio Brown, a 32, 33-year-old Antonio Brown? Nah, not the best spots in the world uh, as far as volume goes. Probably Seattle a little more for me than Baltimore. We've already talked about Baltimore and their offense uh, previous episode. Man, I mean, he's a head case, but I'm sure he's still talented. I mean, he played one game and looked pretty good for New England last year, so. I don't have any faith that actually that he's going to become anything. So um, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be on a team. I don't think he gets signed. So let's move on. Jamal Adams, you know, we, as you and I both like this kid a lot. We were really hopeful that the bears would have drafted him back in the Mitchell Trubisky draft class. Um, we talk about him, I think relatively regularly. He is doing everything in his power to get his ass out of New York and down to Dallas. He has been very clear with everybody that will listen, that he wants to play for Dallas. He does not want anything to do with the Jets anymore. Um, Gase says he doesn't want him to leave the team. I mean, he's probably not going to leave the team. But I just want you to take really quick, guys. What do you think about players making specific demands like this? Should they have that kind of control over where they go and what basically what, what company or franchise they work for? Or should he just shut the fuck up and do his job for the team that's willing to pay him now? Well, the, N the NBA already fucking does it, man. NBA players, they're, they're demanding where they want to go all the time. Uh, they're talking to team. They're talking to guys. They're packing up, making, you know, making groups of players. But I think, I think uh, as an NFL guy, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your first contract, man. You gotta, you gotta live through that first contract. And then after that, it's up to you. But I'm a firm believer of, you know, you get, you get picked by a team. You gotta, provide that three, four years that they, they got you for. Well, he's signed a contract. I mean, that, that's the crazy thing, right? Is, is he, he, if he didn't like the Jets when they drafted him, he should have thrown up his hands then, not, not, not now. Um, I can't fault him for trying to get out of the Jets in that disaster sort of organization. I mean, good Lord, that's terrible. Uh, but, yeah, he should, he should finish it out. I mean, good God, finish it out, do your job, and get on with it. So, so let me ask it a little more specifically. Like, he's not the first player to say, please trade me, please get rid of me. But I think more than anybody in, in at least my recent memory, um, he, he's being real fucking specific about what he wants. Not that he wants to be on a different team, but he wants to play it in Dallas. And that's it. He just wants to be a cowboy. That's it. That, that's kind of new. Is that, is that overreaching for you, Wiz? Or is that, you know, fine? Like, that's the team that he thinks has the best shot. I think like like Froggy mentioned is, is the NBA players already do it. Major League Baseball kind of does it, just not to the same degree. They just they just chase money differently. Uh, both players and organizations, I guess, in, in those leagues have much more power than the NFL. Uh, I don't mind him stating it. It's just uh, there's I mean, 
You're talking about a cash-strapped team anyways, Dallas. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he'd love to go there. If you might get paid, you'd be, at, you'd be at under the lights every single fucking week. Um, but no, I mean, uh, he can make that statement. Whether it happens or not, it's a whole different discussion. Right. I mean, I, I guess uh, deep down, I'm all right with a guy going to, the, going to the head office and saying, you know, me and you, this organization, we're not getting along. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to reach out for some trades if you guys are willing. I'm still going to play. I'm still going to fucking be the best player I can be if you're doing that type of thing and not putting it out in the public and the media. I'm all right with that. But then you go start calling a specific team. It's like, fuck that, you know. It all, it, it all has to come down to, like, does any of this carry over to the field? Right. Uh, you know, as, as long as he goes out there and does his fucking job, whatever team he's on, like, you know, it is what it is. Like Andre Hopkins, he wanted out. He got out. Plus, like, an NFL career so short. I mean, the guy may be like, you know what? I may have three, four years until this new draft pick decides to take over. You guys want to go a different direction, so why not go to the team you want? I want to win, right? Give me a chance. Yeah. Because the Jets, let's, let's be honest, the Jets are a long ways off from winning anything. So that makes some sense. Speaking of the Cowboys, so I know that uh, there were a lot of reports that said Dak were, was ready to sign his franchise tag. I don't know that I've read that he actually did. Does anybody, does anybody know? He did sign it. He right? signed it. All right, so they're done negotiating for the year. He's going to play under that contract, which, like, I get franchise tags aren't great, but as a quarterback, they're really not as bad as some other positions, right? It's just not as uh, – serious injury prone I think is some positions as there's not all he's that making money. like 32 million under this tag he's he's doing fine I respect the fact that you just signed the fucking tag you can continue your talks later I really like Dak this year I got Dak finishing inside my top four what do you guys think of Dak in 2020 on a franchise tag for this team gonna play the whole season at this point yeah man I said in a previous show that I was high on Dak that he was the number three dynasty quarterback right now. He should have a really big season I think uh, a lot of weapons i'm I'm high on Dak haven't finished my projections on him yet, but if he doesn't crack my top five, I'll have to readjust my stats. Oh please, you've been in love with him for forever fuck yeah I mean yeah I, I, how you would have him outside your top five to me would be interesting. I, I think you absolutely do like him. You you got to buy into him. I'm interested to see what Mike McCarthy will do there, even though he's supposedly retaining Kellen Moore. Um, they still have one of the best running backs in, in the NFL, so I naturally assume Zeke's going to steal some things. But if Dak finishes outside the top five, that would be a huge surprise. That really would be a huge surprise. I, I, I love him. I think it's going to be fantastic. Just got a message from our guests today that we're pushing them back about 25 minutes. But – now we've got two guests coming on the show. It's both of the guys that did the thing that we want to talk about. So that, that might make it a little more interesting. Uh, Quick note on the DAC is that they have until July 15th and to, to still negotiate a long-term contract, but he did sign. But he could still change it over to a long-term deal by he, July 15th. Is he worth the $40 million he wants, though, a year? No. I mean, that's what he's pushing for, and he's only $8 million short of it for one year. So Nobody's worth the $40 million a year, especially on a team that doesn't have a ton of money. Like, if it were a different team that had a shitload of a cap space, maybe, but they've got other things that they need to take care of. Okay, despite talks, you know, we've all heard the, the Fauci thing that the NFL probably shouldn't have a season. We've seen all these things about, hey, should they play, should they not play, is it safe, is it not? But the NFL comes out just the other day and says, hey, we're opening. 
We're opening training camps as scheduled. The July 28th date that they placed in earlier on the season is is going forward. Like there, it, it's happening. I know earlier before the show started, Bullfrog, you were you were expressing some concern about the potential for football this season. We still think maybe the preseason's cut short. Um, I did see something said that they're they're blocking off the first what is it eight rows or ten rows or something in every stadium. Nobody will be close to the players. And then they're going to go ahead and sell that space as ad space to make a little extra money because that's what football is all about, just making literally as much money as possible. Do you guys say just a quick yes or no? Are we going to have a football season this season? Oh, yeah. Yes. suppose. I know there's a lot of players that are already throwing stink up there. I don't know if you guys just heard Malcolm Jenkins talking uh, today or yesterday about it. But. What, he doesn't like it? He doesn't want to play? Yeah, he said – just too much risk for his family and all this stuff. The health risk, he just said he wasn't wanting to play kind of thing. And I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of other players that are in the same boat as he is. But obviously, without that, they're not going to get paid. So, you know, if you're a big money guy making contracts at $12 million, I'm sure you're fine. But these guys making seven hundred grand with big old houses and shit, it's a little different story if they're not getting any paychecks. Let's just back up a second, Bullfrog. Yo. You just expressed concern and sympathy for guys making $700,000 a year saying they need that paycheck. Shut, well, the, shut the fuck up. And they probably spent that money or fucking passing it on to their 30 family members. To- you don't deserve to have it if they can't fucking save a little bit when they make that goddamn much money. Wiz, you make that much money. You got any in savings? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. You got to save. You got to <laughs> save. Hall of Fame game got canceled. They're going to play uh, next season that same who, – who is it? It's uh, Steelers and uh, – And the boys. Uh, and the Cowboys. They're going to just play the next season. In fact, the Hall, a Hall of Fame induction ceremony was pushed back to 2021 as well. So, you know, some of the early stuff that they're a little bit concerned about, they're, they're moving around. I'm still thinking they're probably going to cut some of their preseason games. Same reason. How about this one? My boy Daniel Jones. Fucking love him. Fucking love him. He's bulking up. Gaining a bunch of weight, putting on some muscle, trying to fix his fumbling problem. He fumbled the ball quite a lot last season. Might have to bump him up from 10 to 8 or 9 in my rankings. You guys love him too or what? I mean, this is what, second year in the pros? So, I mean, he's got to get bigger. I mean. Yes. Can't stay nut size forever. Bigger is better. Yeah, I like I like Jones. The only thing that concerns me is I think he has a he has a really hard match the first four weeks. I think one Pittsburgh, Chicago, and in, in New England in those first four weeks. But yeah, I do like him. I think he should be fantastic. I don't think he played a game all of last year with with Barkley, any of those receivers, and Evan Ingram all at the same time. Yeah, he may not have. He may but not. That just seems like a silly silly reason. Like, does getting bigger make you not fumble? <laughs> I mean, if, you're strong, if, you're str- if your arms are stronger, you can squeeze the ball harder, right? These fucking running backs are as strong as you could fucking imagine, and they're still fumbling. Like Some of them. Some of them. I don't know. Hey, I could see it if he just said for durability, taking the hits, a long season, but to not fumble? Fuck off. Felt, it just felt like it was he was getting stripped too easily. I mean, okay, have you ever put a football – in one of your child's arms and then taking it away from them or knocked it out real easy because they're weak, right? And then you put it in your arm and they can't get it because you're stronger than them. That's the, that's the, that's the mindset here. 
You done it, Wiz, right? Yes, that's what I do with my kids all the time. We practice. It's good to strip the football <laughs> from your kid's fucking arm, and then they can't get it from you. Hey, uh, Jesus saves the day again. Did you guys? Did you guys read about Big Ben? No, heard he just, about it. He just came out and he said, "Look, uh, did an interview. He's like, I have had some alcohol addictions, some porn addictions in my life." Didn't mention the rape addictions, but I assume he tied that in with the porn addictions. But he's just recently found Jesus, born-again Christian, and it solved all of his addiction problems. No more booze, no more porn, no more unwanted sexual advances and activities in bar bathrooms. Uh, This is a great thing. Tell me you have all found Jesus, uh, and you've put the, the porn remote down as well. No. Damn it. Damn it, Wolfpack. We're going to have to save you, I think. We'll save your soul later. Wife's gone too much working nights, so I, mean, I got to do something. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. My wife was sitting on the porch with her friend just before this show, and I jerked off in the room next to the window just, just because. Which one were you thinking of? Um, I was trying so hard not to think of the friend or look at her. <laughs> <laughs> but you did or hear her <laughs> it's an interesting experiment anyway that's the news not a ton of news uh once we get into weekly you know not just not that much stuff happens in a week in the off season so let's move on big whiz on his stat of the week in 2019 i'd like to know from you guys there were 11 running backs with double-digit targets in the red zone, okay? Double-digit targets in the red zone. This running back had a total of 20 in an 85% catch rate. He led all of them at 20 targets and 17 catches and 87% or 85% catch rate. Name this running back. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was number six on this list with 12 targets. CMC. Zeke. CMC was number two on this list at 15. Leonard Fournette. No, no, it's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is number three on this list with 13. Fuck's sake. How about Zeke? Zeke is number five on this list with 13. Leonard Fournette. Fournette is had he had 11. I think he's about number 10 or eight, nine. Sorry. Did you know Devonta Freeman had 12 red zone targets last year? Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is number four on this list with 13. What, James White? It is James White. He hits oh, <laughs> Jesus. 17 catches inside the red zone, 85% catch rate, four TDs. Pretty impressive. That's what James White does. But the question is, is James White going to do that with Jarrett Stidham in the pocket? The question is, is who's going to be James White for Tampa Bay is the better question. Yeah, Ronald Jones has a pretty good catch rate as a running back. Agreed. Keyshawn Vaughn, not. Not the same hands as a Ronald Jones. Uh, it, not according to Bruce Arians. He said he wanted a running back. This is why they drafted Vaughn. Is because they wanted a running back that could split out and act like a wide receiver. There were plenty of running backs available that played a lot of wide receiver, and Keyshawn Vaughn was not one of them. But hey, who Just am I? Just tell what Arians stated. With Bruce Arians. Raymond fucking Calais. Maybe that's who's good. No, Raymond Calais didn't actually have a lot of, lot of pass catches in college. But he is on that team, deep on the depth chart. And in all of my dynasty teams, I think we have him in the, the dynasty team we're about to get talking about. Uh, we're going to dive into this thing here. Um, 
big draft before we before we answer some questions about how we think the draft went and before Wolfpack talks shit about everything that we did in this draft I just want to give you a hey a heads up here's what the league looks like some different scoring rules so you have some context it is a super flex league um two starting running backs three starting wide receivers two regular flex spots there is a tight end premium point and a half per reception for tight ends there's some weird things as far as the PPR stuff. I think it was 0.75 for running backs, half point for receivers. A um, couple of big ones, though. There's long play bonuses. Anything over 40 yards, you get a bunch of points. Touchdowns over 40 yards, you get even more points. Bonuses for first downs, and it varies for every position. You get point, a point per completion for your quarterback, negative 0.6 points for every completion for your quarterback. So there's some weird scoring rules in here and we did our best to kind of figure that out. But, but right out of the gates, I want to say like when you're in a league and the scoring rules are different than anything you've done before, like you've got to take your best guesses. Like we tried to do some math to figure out what the completions versus incompletions meant. But um, the part of the reason people put these weird scoring rules into play is just so that everybody's on a level playing field. Nobody's got an advantage because nobody's done it before. Uh, Bullfrog, you and I just did uh, that uh, Fantasy Cares Eliminator with some really fucking weird scoring rules done just so that everybody was on a level playing field. But it happens. It's it's strange. Any of those scoring rules stood out to you guys and changed the way that you approached this draft? Well, we can talk about this player in particular, but I think there's there, there's some value when you talk about completions over, over or receptions over 40 yards and those sort of things. So, yeah, I think the in, in tight end premium, I think it was it was a – I approach it differently for that reason, but those two in particular. I was uh, I'm used to the long play touchdown bonus because my hometown league has that. Um, I think it, dev- it definitely gives a little more value to wide receivers as far as you can play some oddball ones on any given week and they can fucking have great scoring weeks because all it takes is one long touchdown. Yeah, I would say the uh, completions and completions would have gotten me because, you know, you're going to look for uh... – a more accurate quarterback than someone that's just gonna, you know, maybe throw at fifty percent but get you a ton of yards. Sure. And in like a super flex specifically, you're drafting two quarterbacks. So like a guy like Josh Allen fell down on my list because you know he's gonna be relatively incomplete. Drew Brees is like everybody's uh fucking favorite quarterback here. What we figured out math wise though is if you're sixty five percent accurate, if your completion percentage is sixty five percent or above, you're gaining points for your completions for that game. If it's below 65, you're losing points for your quarterback. So 65 is not that – like 20 quarterbacks a year finish the season at 65 or above. So, you know, those bottom guys like Josh Allen are really the only ones you need to worry about there. Um, but, yeah, some weird scoring rules. Next question we want to answer. The first question for you guys, uh, and some of us will answer some of these questions – some of us won't. We're just kind of going to pick and choose so that we don't spend all day talking about this fucking draft. Um, three managers. First time I've ever done three managers. I assume it's the first time you guys have ever done three managers uh, for one draft. It was a long draft. I think it was four hours a pick for most of the thing, maybe eight for some of it. I don't know. But I want to ask you guys, what were the extra added difficulties of having three people make a pick every time a pick came up? My, my quick thought was that, you know, we, we all have our own takes on every player. 
and even strategy round by round on kind of what we would do on a normal type draft. So a lot of our picks ended up being a two, two out of three instead of a three for three uh, on board with a certain pick. Yeah, it would have been great if we all agreed all the time, but that was never going to happen. If you've listened to the show, you know that was never going to happen. Um, I, I would just add, like, you know, whenever we came up, it was fucking hard to get everybody on the phone. Sometimes I couldn't get responses from you. I know Wiz works. Like, we don't, but Wiz works. So, like, I couldn't get him to respond to a text message, which was very fucking frustrating. At the time, even Bullfrog, you were working a little bit, um, doing your uh, from-home stuff. So I couldn't get you to respond. The people in the league would start bitching at me because it had been three hours. Uh, why didn't it take 20? So it took us a little longer to make the picks. People were a little angry at us for our picks. But I'd say that was that was the biggest issue. Yeah, sometimes we had to go two out of three. But it wasn't – none of the picks were that bad. Wiz, you and I went back and forth on a couple of guys um, a, a few times uh, just because we didn't like it. And often Bullfrog would say something like, I'm out on this pick. It's up to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Froggy, I agree with you. It's a little bit more difficult, but uh, I didn't mind it. You know, I, I thought uh, I thought it was an advantage to have three people have discussing picks. Um, and I didn't think there were that, I mean, I think the hardest, I think the one that we discussed the most was probably Marlon Mack versus Jordan Howard. I mean, and that was God knows what, what, 12 around 12 or something somewhere in there yeah yeah um but i mean i i, I didn't mind it. i thought, I thought it, was, it was it was advantageous to hear three different people approach approach a pick differently uh there are some things that i i still uh, upset that we didn't go, go in a certain direction but um there, there's reason behind it so so i was okay i thought i actually thought it was a benefit i didn't think it was that difficult but i'm sure I, to your point is yes just getting people to talk about it is probably the biggest pain in the ass it, it, it was tough. It was tough. Any other benefits? So, so obviously we have some different perspectives. Um, you know, it, it, it's sometimes interesting to hear the way somebody else is thinking about it. They might shine a light on things that you didn't maybe consider. I think as part of your point with uh, Froggy, you see anything that really benefited us, helped us out being three rather than one or even two. Yeah. I mean, I think it was just a way that, you know, sometimes, cooler heads prevailed or we could talk someone off a ledge from making kind of a stupid pick or just kind of bringing up some stats that maybe we were missing or MVS perhaps. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we drafted him, although it was, it was maybe the worst, maybe the second worst pick that we made in the draft. We tried so hard to talk fucking whiz off of that ledge, but he was so firmly planted. Alan, real quick. What do you think about Marquez Valdez Scantling in Green Bay? You he's got like any what, opinions about him? He's like, what, the third or fourth receiver? Like, does yeah. he really matter? Sixth, yeah. He doesn't fucking matter. But he used, to, he used to be. But, I mean, now you got the boy, you know, Devin Fungus in there. Being we, were, number, we were in the – what was this, the 26th round? And, I mean, you say the biggest discussion we had was Mac versus Howard. But, fuck's sake, man, you and I were straight up yelling at each other about this goddamn pick. If you get too emotional in, in, in these discussions, I did not think there was yelling. Yes, I, I wanted MBS. I mean, it was a 22nd round or 21st round. You guys have decided to go with Quintez Cephas, who the fuck? That was a great pick. Yeah, because he was popular. Um, I mean, that late in the, the draft, I mean, that's probably a, a pretty good pick. But, I mean, is he going to do a whole lot? Probably not, but Probably not late. this year. 
I was going to say ever, but okay. <laughs> um, all right, so 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 let's let's jump at the highlights really quickly here. I want I want you guys to pick out if you can um, one or two of maybe our best picks, something that we did this draft that you thought was really was really solid and really helped our squad. I want to hear from you too, Wolfback. You have the draft board in front of you. Well, if, if I'm going to go first here, I, I'm not sure we, we stole anyone in this entire draft, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, in, in the third round, we, I was arguing to take Aaron Jones. Um, and we, you, you guys wanted to go Derrick Henry, went, went Derrick Henry. And I, I, Aaron, Aaron Jones came back to us in, in the fourth round. So running back number three, I thought that was a, a phenomenal pick just in terms of depth. Do I think he's going to have 17 touchdowns? The answer is no. But even if he gets to 10, 11, 12, yes, he's going to regress, but that's still a phenomenal running back number three. It's not who I wanted. I didn't want Derrick Henry either, but I'm not upset about that, those, those three running backs by any means. Yeah, that worked out pretty well that Jones came back to us. Um, that, that was a tough one, right? Like either of those two guys would have been solid here. You guys both made your points. I kind of liked Henry a little bit more anyway, but uh, yeah, having, having both of them come back. That was our, our running backs, Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, um, three of our first four picks. I think that's fucking solid. I did go through the, um, the fantasy mojo ADP just to kind of see if we, we stole, quote unquote stole any players based on that ADP. And everybody we took was right about, they were going right about where they were going. But my favorite was probably another running back. Um, I liked Marlon Mack. We got as our fourth running back. So after those three that I named for you, um, we, we, get, we came off running back for several rounds and it was the 12th round where we picked up Marlon Mack. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in Indianapolis. I'm sure Wolfpack can give us his opinions as a big fan of the Colts. But to me, as you know, Marlon Mack has a great opportunity to still perform this year. If he leaves the team next year, great opportunity. You know, he might have a great opportunity. Getting a guy like that in the 12th round is our fourth back. Um, somebody that could play flex in any given week. Maybe Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. Maybe early in the season, Jonathan Taylor is not playing. To me, that was a really solid pick. I liked it. Um, I think it makes our team a lot stronger. Wolfpack, do you see any picks in there that you, that you think we did a good job on? I thought uh, AJ Green in the eleventh. Is it like a lot of the drafts that I'm seeing? He's going higher now. Yeah. So I don't know like when you guys started this if he was still pretty low, but AJ Green in the eleventh looks pretty solid. Um, Latavius Murray, Murray at uh, it was like sixteenth round. Oh, good gosh! That's a terrible. I mean, it's pick. just it's just more. I'm not a fan of. Kamara, I, I just think he misses Ingram too much. And, I mean, if he gets hurt again, you're set with Murray. Yeah, we saw what happened with Latavius Murray when he stepped in as a starter for two or three games last season. Like, he has to be a solid handcuff. And we picked him in the 16th fucking round. Like, probably not bad. The one pick I am questioning, or do you want to, you want to go ahead and bring it up, or do you want to wait on this? Yeah, I don't think I don't know what happened. Bullfrog disappeared. He he fell off. Maybe his internet's not working anymore. Go ahead, Wolfpack. Tell us about a pick of ours that you thought was fucking terrible, and I'll tell you which one of us made that pick. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, that was like, like that guy yeah, ain't gonna man. play. He ain't gonna play. Bullshit. He's gonna tear his ACL again. He's he, only he done it the past two years or three. He might tear his ACL again, but if he plays, he's gonna catch a lot of passes. But yeah, I mean, it's San Francisco. You're already stacked at running back. Yeah, but, yeah, but all of them get played. 
I mean, just let's keep this in mind. We, we took Jarek McKinnon, folks, in, in round 19, okay? so Seventh, seventh running back. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, yeah, I agree. I mean, we are stacked at running back, but at this point, we're, we're just trying to build depth and fill a roster. Jerry McKinnon, it, it plays for a phenomenal offensive line, phenomenal offense. Maybe we get lucky and he's good. I don't know. I, I didn't mind that pick. Yeah. I thought, I don't mind the fact that we took our wide receivers, um, Justin Jefferson in, in the eighth round followed by Devontae Parker in the ninth, and then Michael Pittman in the 10th. I don't mind that we took two, two very talented rookie wide receivers early. It's just a little bit concerning to me when, when unique rules and the, the, and the different skill sets, and, the, and you have to have the ability on these, some of these deep throws. I just don't know what these receivers are, and we went pretty hardcore after these guys. and that, that's, that's a little bit concerning to me. You know, I'll jump on there because the the concern I had was our wide receivers two through four. Obviously, we went running back early, taking those three guys early. We took Russell Wilson in the second. Um, so we didn't touch the wide receiver position until we're in round, what was it, five. We traded out of round six, and we took Phillip Rivers in seven. So it wasn't round eight until we took our wide receiver two. We went the next four rounds. We picked wide receivers, like you said, Jefferson, Michael Pittman. We also got Devontae Parker and A.J. Green. And I have some concerns about that whole group because we have to start three wide receivers every week. We, lo- you know, we all love Justin Jefferson, and we'd, we'd like to be able to say he's going to be a week-in, week-out starter, but you just never know as a rookie. Michael Pitt- Wiz, you and I are fucking absolutely in love with Michael Pittman in Indianapolis, but same thing. He's a rookie. Let's see what happens. A.J. Green's old as shit and hasn't played on the field for a long time. I don't know when the last time he finished the season was. And if you heard my talk about Chan Gailey last week, um, you might be a little concerned about Devontae Parker as well. He doesn't seem to be the guy that should thrive in a Chan Gailey offense. So those four guys, as our wide receiver two and three, week in and week out out of those four, are to me a little bit concerning. Bullfrog, you're back. Do you have any concerns about some of the picks we made? Do you want to really briefly mention the picks that you really liked that we made? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll mention a couple of picks that I like just because I think they play into what you guys were just arguing. Uh, I was all right with Derrick Henry in the third, but like A.J. Green in the 11th, you know, your guys' concern for guys like Jefferson and Pittman maybe this season. If Burrow can keep his head out of his ass, man, A.J. Green can be a solid starter for us. And even Robbie Anderson, and we got in the 17th with this long touchdown, long pass completion bonus, he can be a guy that in the right matchups, I think we can get some good weeks out of, you know, if Jefferson and Pittman aren't quite coming along as we expected. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that was a pretty good, a pretty good insurance pick there. Like, I kind of like the James Washington pick around after that too because I think he has as good a shot as Deontay Johnson as being the two on a Pittsburgh team that I expect them to do big things um we are I don't, I don't mind that pick but I don't think we 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 followed it up with enough of those guys like like you just said we went we went sky high on on these these rookie receivers and chased big names um we don't know what they're going to be we don't know if they're gonna pan out they might, they might make or break us, yes. Yeah, but, but then our backups are Robbie Anderson, James Washington, and after that, it's fuck, like, you know, yes, I want I to, you know, MVS. Uh, you know, we probably should have gone maybe a different direction with, with um, I don't know. Kenny Stills. Kenny, like yeah, that. Kenny Stills. I, I also think, like, Deshaun Jackson might not have been a bad pick. Um, Larry Fitzgerald went in round 20, folks. 
Yes, we didn't want another fucking old wide receiver, but if we went after those fucking two high rookies, we probably should have went after a little more, more, more solid depth behind. Unfortunately, we didn't have a round 20 pick. Guys, we're going to kind of pause. We're going to bring in two guests here in just a moment. Um, they, they had an interesting draft strategy. Both of them utilized the same draft strategy here. And, uh, can we just call them idiots before they don't come on the show? You call them before, an idiot before? You call them an idiot while they're on? I don't give a fuck what you fucking call them. I mean, it's kind of how we do things here anyway. It's, I mean, these guys almost destroyed our, our entire, our entire they, fu- they fucked everything up, but we're, we're going to wait until they get on and talk about it. Hey, Let me tell you something else that I think we fucked up in this draft. I also don't like the fact that we, we had the opportunity to go after Nicole Hardman. We didn't do it. That also bothered the shit out of me. So here's the reason we didn't, because – Wolf, uh, Bullfrog and I did a draft together a few weeks ago, and we were looking at Nicole Hardman, and that's the new. That's when the news that Sammy Watkins being signed back to this team came out. So we immediately got gun shy. So we got concerned. Okay, so how does that translate to us not going after him in this draft? That's what I don't understand. Is I, I pursued him, pursued him, and you two somehow didn't get behind him for what reason? Because it might be another two or three years before he uh, gets his opportunity with Sammy Watkins off this team. Hang on. Because if he, if he only gets 30 targets on the team this year and next year, then... 30 targets? Are you serious? What did he get last season? 44. As a rookie. How many of those with Tyreek Hill on the bench? Sammy Watkins had 90 receptions last year. You think that's going to happen? It might. Fuck No. You want to bet that? Receptions? You're on fucking crack. Targets. 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 Yes, targets. So, Froggy, explain to me why we didn't go for Michael Hardman. Numb Nuts tried talking about it, but I didn't really follow him. He said because he was scared. Because I don't know what, we else, what else our need was at that spot right there. I wasn't looking at it, but, I mean, I like Michael Hardman for future, but I just don't think he, he goes crazy. I don't think this is his year for explosion unless an injury occurs. Okay. Well, here's another pick I didn't like. Froggy, for some fucking reason, wanted the second coming of his boy Eric Ebron in the 13th round. Eric Ebron, baby. Jared Cook. Jared Cook went off last year. I'm not sure why he falls in love with him again in in, in 2020. Why would Jared Cook – Jared Cook missed a bunch of time, and when he came back, he was a fucking stud. Why would he not be great again this year? Because he's never done it consistently ever in his career, ever. Jared Cook? Yes. No, he was good for he was good. Where was he in Oakland? And then he yeah. came over to the for Saints like, for like six weeks. He was good in Oakland. Drew Brees makes everybody better. What the fuck, dude? They, they haven't did had pretty a well good since Jimmy Graham has left. They've had numerous tight ends and they just kind of been useless. And Jared Cook finally does something this year, and that you just go apeshit in love with him in the thirteenth round. His only year in New Orleans. Also, he he had six touchdowns in two thousand eighteen. Nine touchdowns in two thousand. 19 and he only started seven games dude he's gonna be fine he's gonna be a guy we can play and he's our guarantee- third tight end with jesus why did we go at- i don't understand why we went for a third tight end in in this round because we can play because, him in a flex spot no we 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 had it we had to pick tight a tight end because evan ingram is our starting tight end and he's not gonna play evan ingram and hayden hurst i like hurst yeah great picks but ingram's gonna get ingram's gonna get hurt by week eight well, I'm just not. Oh, I'm gonna say earlier. Why that. Jared Cook was such a, which is, a, is such a priority in that 13th round? Could be a stud this year. He scored nine touchdowns on only 65 targets. He's a red. He's the red zone guy that 
Breeze is looking at. I mean, what's the problem? You know, they, don't, they never run it on first and one. They don't give it to Kamara. They fucking run play action to Cook or fucking Taysom Hill or Josh Hill. or. Ooh, we got some Taysom Hill, too. We did get Taysom Hill. I like that pick. That one was good. I like that. I'm just reminded that somebody wanted to trade us. FT Tank wanted to trade us for Taysom Hill, but I never heard from him about it. I might reach out to him and ask him what he wanted to do. So, so first of all, welcome to the show. Obviously, you guys are longtime listeners of Your Football Fantasy. Isn't that right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Been following you all since the beginning, 2018. Kind of nope, stalked you nope, into following nope, uh, nope. Into we the started, Fantasy League. We started – no, we did start in 2018. Did you research us, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I told you, I'm subscribed to the channel. Look at you. Hey, I appreciate that. Monio, you could at least pretend like you fucking. <laughs> I could give less of a shit, but now I will. You're too, busy, you're too busy playing video games professionally. Yeah, you know how it is. The young in lifestyle. It's that Zoomer, the Zoomer stuff. I don't know what that means either. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what a Boomer is? You know what a Boomer is? I know what a Boomer is. It's like the opposite, but I'm not that young. I'm more of a millennial. <laughs> Wait, how old? How old are you? You joke. said you're 23. 23. 23. Nav, how old are you? 23 as well. Fuck's sake, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you could be my. You could legitimately be my children, both of you. <laughs> um. All right. So we brought you on the show because in this league, the two of you had a very unique draft strategy. Now, I've seen this in a couple other startups I've done um, over the past couple of years, but uh, it's different. And and we want to talk about it really quickly. We want to get your take on it. Really quickly, first of all, tell us tell us what you did and why you did it. What's the goal? What is what is the end game here uh, on this strategy? For inform us, please. Enlighten. All right, all right. Uh, I guess I can. You want to go? You want to go ahead? Well, all right. This started when we ended our first like actual money league. It was just like a fifty dollar league. I call it a real money league. Um, <laughs> that was also a super flex twelve team. Yep. And with super flex. Uh, this season, like, yeah, there's a bunch of QBs, but then there's, like, what, like, 12 viable ones if you really want to start. And in Superflex, you kind of need two. So I messaged Naveed when he told me to join this other group that Superflex. I was like, Superflex. I was like, yo, why don't we just try and get all the QBs and trade for positions we want later? Because, like, you're going to have to have at least one to two minimum on your but team. Just to repeat, you guys actually made a deal going in, prior to the draft start. It was a game. No, no, no. We were talk, we've been talking about this strategy for like quite a while. I guess we can talk, talk about how I heard about it later. Yeah. But once I like, because I, uh, I got the pick on the turn, which I was trying to, you know, I guess trade slots with the dude that had the first, uh, first pick. But essentially I saw that Dak and uh, Deshaun Watson were both available. So in my head, I was like, I'm, I think I'm just going to try and employ this strategy like right away. I you know, double tapped on, on QB. And then when it reached Moniel, um, I remember he messaged me. He was like, I was hoping I would get one of the uh, big six or whatever, like Josh Allen, hoping he would land. And he landed as well. So he was like, let's see if any of the QBs get picked on uh, the 2-3 turn. No one did. Carson Wentz, I guess, was next on your personal list. So mm -hmm. he double tapped as well. And Because um, I went Saquon first round. I was actually going to go either Mahomes or Lamar just for uh, PPF. Yeah, so, so, so real them, quick, but... we'll just tell the people, um, just straight out, what you did was you just tried to draft every starting quarterback that you could, you could draft. I think, Nav, you went six, the first six rounds. Um, yeah, I have it pulled up right here. I, uh, 
all quarterback, baby. Yeah, first six rounds, uh, six straight quarterbacks. I'm looking back at my fifth uh, and sixth quarterback uh, that I drafted, Kirk and Drew Locke, and I wish I could redraft those ones. I could have, I would have picked a couple other ones, but yeah, um, after that sixth, uh, sixth round, I think, I think every single starting quarterback was off the board at that point. So then I started obviously drafting for now, the rest of the positions. Now, Moniel was a little bit, uh, he bitched out a little bit, right? Like, if you had really talked about this, you bitched out a little bit at three. You didn't fucking take a yeah, I didn't take one of Mahomes. Mahomes went at two, so you just missed him. But you bitched out. You took Saquon Barkley. So, like, if you're going to, first of all, if you're going to sell out to a fucking strategy, dude. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's why I said we didn't actually do this until midway oh, until into. Because, yeah. okay. like, I, in the beginning, I was just like, Yo, okay, Saquon at third. I'm not letting him fall to fourth. Come on, it's Saquon. He's the equivalent of C-Mac at this point. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I'm letting C-Mac – I mean, uh, Saquon fall to fourth. So I was like, right, he'll go right here. I think it was really – it was one of those things where – I mean, uh, this is my first time. I was I'm actually late, I'm a late-round QB guy. So I almost never draft quarterbacks, you know, um, at, at like before the eighth round or whatever. So this was super different. I was a little bit – uh, I don't know, nervous about it, I guess. And it was really once after I double tapped at QB, like uh, one and two, then I guess Monio thought about it. Otherwise, we'll more Matt Stafford in the fourth round. Yeah. Now, now I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that one, two mm-hmm. that, that you took there of Deshaun and Dak, like that's legitimate. Like I can see why somebody would yeah. do that in a super flex. So like if that happened before you even started, like that makes some sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate that. And then you guys jump. You guys just fucking jumped in, which is, you know what? Good for you. Good for you. Just fucking make a decision. Stick- no, 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 no. Let's just talk about this for a second. Agnum goes Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan. Matt Stafford's half a back in 4.1. He might as well have gotten his rest of his back in 4.2. But then he takes Kirk yeah. Cousins and Drew Locke. <laughs> Tell me yeah, how. I know. I mean, it, after those first two quarterbacks, rest could definitely be described as a reach. <laughs> Every- <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> to say the least but I mean uh the way I thought about it was obviously we we will at least I sort of use this strategy to um I guess hope that well not hope but bank on the fact that some of these other quarterbacks that other teams have they wouldn't want to start them especially like if you feel like a Tyrod uh, owner or like Dwayne cool. Haskins or something like you know getting like 10 12 15 points or whatever yeah but what are you going to get out of that trade that, that's what I'm trying to figure out well, okay. well I asking, yeah. I asking, so, what do you think what are you going to get that's going to make this this whole draft strategy worthwhile have you had any okay so at the very least yeah so at the very least my goal was to wherever I drafted these quarterbacks to flip them for at least a player that I could have drafted at that position plus you know, something more, maybe maybe future picks or, or something like that. Yeah, I, I think it's completely possible. I think every other team, I don't know how many QBs uh, y'all drafted, but I think m- most other teams have exactly two quarterbacks and one team has only one starting quarterback. So, yeah. um, you know, whether it be injury or like lack of production or for whatever reason, um, they want to trade for a quarterback. I would, like, for example, um, Matt Stafford. Uh, at four one, if I were to trade him, I think I could at least get an Aaron Jones back as a running back who's drafted at the four eight, like at the very least. You are smoking? What are you smoking? No, yeah, you don't think so? 
I, I mean, feel like the despotism is going to hit. Aaron Jones, you like yeah. getting fucking mess tapping for Aaron Jones. Yeah, you're not going to get Aaron. You're not going to get Aaron Jones. We have Aaron Jones, and we're good. We feel oh, I didn't even okay. <laughs> we feel fine at quarterback. But the idea is that so so have have either of you been con? Have you had conversations about trades already with people, or you just oh yeah at this point yeah. you're okay. So like what? Tell us a little. Give us the insider information. Like what kind of trades are you are you looking at making or planning on making here before the season? Okay, so I mean, um, I don't know about Monu, but I got um, an offer. I guess I guess it's a trade to drop like who the owner is or whatever, or what type of player. Go ahead, fuck these guys. I don't know these guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the Jonathan uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor owner. I don't know which one of these dudes he is, but he was offering um, Taylor and I forget another piece for. Um, I think it was Matt Ryan. I don't know, Monio, what kind of trades have you gotten so far? There was that one dude. He, he, he was trying to play hard to get at first, but he was, he was leaning towards um, who was the Calvin Ridley and JT for uh, Josh Allen. So Just you're both team. talking to the Jonathan Taylor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. He, wanted, he, wanted, um, he, was play, he was trying to play both of us. He was trying yeah. to play both of us. But he, so he told, he told Nav that he wanted uh, – he would get those two for – who is it? Ryan and like, uh, but then he started saying like, no, I would only totally do that trade for Josh Allen. And then I'm the Josh Allen owner. So I hit him up and I was like, yo, I'll hit you with this trade real quick. He's like, no, sorry. I can't do that for Josh Allen. That's not worth it. I was like, no, I have. Trying, he's trying to pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we look at. That's so IGP. BP. Yeah, IGBP. I, the, the Steelers, dude. The first thing you need to know is that he's a Steelers fan, so he's a fucking douche. He's, an, he, he's a retard. Spread the word, end the word. We don't like exactly. <laughs> awful language like that but his starting quarterbacks right now are Derek Carr and Nick Foles so that's a problem and we're Bears fans saying that that's a problem so yeah that's a problem so you can take advantage of a guy but like speaking that. of that who, who's starting week one Foles or uh, Trubis- uh, Trubisky I mean I think it's Foles yeah right off the bat without the uh, I guess like um, pr- uh, training camps and stuff like proper like training camps. With- training camp. Training camp is going to kick off July 28th for all teams. I feel good about that. And Nick Foles, Mitchell, look, athletically, Mitchell Trubisky is more talented than Nick Foles. But the problem Trubisky has now and will always have is that he doesn't know how to read a defense. He'll tell you that. His coaches will tell you that. Um, that's a problem. Okay, so Nick Foles can do that. You don't think he'll be like a not like a Jacksonville issue, but like where. Uh... They play him and then bench him until he screws up, like throws like another <laughs> three, chance. four interceptions, we're, we're, we're and then bench him. It's a really high chance of happening. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, might, they might go back and forth. with Mitch week one. I think it's Mitch week one. Mitch will go. He's, he's been the starter for three, four years. So he'll get another year. I've got a question for you guys. Uh-huh. So maybe this is a new method for you guys, but like, are you thinking, you know, fantasy football is about winning championships. You think you got that in the bag this season, or is that like two years out, three years out? What do you think? The way, the way I was uh, I was thinking about it is I, I was prepared to sort of even throw the first season and wait till, you know, uh, QBs. I don't know who the uh, like Phil Rivers, Tom Brady owners are or how long they're supposed to play. But, you know, if they retire this season or. Um... That's us. <laughs> Philip Rivers. That's, that's us. you too. <laughs> you can't fucking we're not we're not taking any of your quarterbacks. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some 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 of these owners are definitely not going to trade us, and uh, they they made it clear mid draft. Yeah. But some some of the, uh, some of the owners who were, I guess, like roasting us or whatever mid draft are also ones that were trying to make deals with us on the side. So I'm just thinking it was uh, 
I don't know, it was like their ego or something. Yeah. But I, I think uh, after like QBs retire, uh, if if any do this off season, we're I'm I'm prepared to you know hold out till then as well. Yeah. So so I'll tell you. Um, I've seen. I, I told you. I think Nav uh, while we were chatting earlier. I've seen this strategy in a couple other leagues I'm in, and I've chatted with these guys. And for the most part, when people do this, their plan, or at least the three guys that other guys that I've seen do this, their plan is to use those quarterbacks to trade for every first round pick they can get next year and they're banking on all the rookies but that's not really what you guys were doing right you guys were trying mm-hmm. to get players this year what yeah, is your stance this year Mr. what's your stance in general in a dynasty league on veteran players that are in the league now versus rookies you know some people just sell out for the fucking rookie pick some people mm-hmm. like the vets where do you guys stand in that <clears throat> i think i mean this is I'm assuming very hard to employ, but um, I I would uh, assume that sort of the best strategy is to sort of load up on veteran um, uh, wide receivers, experienced wide receivers, and then rotate out on running backs. But uh, I know that <laughs> some people are, you know, like zero, zero wide receiver type guys as well. So, but that, I mean, that's my stance. What about uh, you, Monio? uh i'm i'm more on the rookie side of things i'll try and go for like the rookie player but that I'm, i kind of get weary about people who are like either 28 30 plus you know when it comes to either either position unless it's like maybe julio if you're talking about that old but i'll i was looking for if, if i were to trade i was going to look for people who are probably on the older side plus like another 2021 pick a future pick so that's yeah. like the aim that I was going for. If I'm trading away a QB, so it'd be like one of my high tier QBs would be like one QB for like either a wide receiver running back plus uh, 2021. So let me ask you this between the two of you, who got the better uh, quarterback class? Naveed. Oh, for sure. Definitely <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if you grab Lamar with the third, uh, uh, with the third overall pick, um, I think it would be closer, but I don't know. You got Saquon. So it kind of balances out. We were looking at our projected, uh, projected record or whatever after the season. I know it's super early and like sleepers projected points are can be inaccurate, but I think Moniel's projected to have a winning season. I wow. yeah, I mean if we're going off of straight projections, it was like a, a nine five or something. That's pretty good. Considering <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all riding Saquon. <laughs> all on Saquon's ass. You're right. So just tell the people really quickly, like I thought it was pretty interesting to watch just the chat box while this was going on. Oh my God. Just how pissed off were these assholes in the, Like, I don't know any of these guys, but like they fucking got, they got mad. They were, they were insanely just for no reason. I don't even know what it was. They even chatted they were questioning personally. my character. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> they were DMing us like, yo, what are you doing? Just trade me this guy for this. Are you like, they, they automatically assumed that like we didn't know football. Yeah. We didn't know how to play fantasy. I mean, I, I mentioned in the chat, like, even before it started that i was like okay i'm strictly doing this because this is my fun league i'm yeah. gonna see if we can get trades going because like season's being pushed back you know there's no like normal preseason going on uh there's training camps being pushed back there's no freaking sports content so yeah. we've got to make our own so that's literally it's just a ten dollar league i was like we can like screw around this a little bit and they Wait, were they we were just getting mad this the league? i thought this shit was free jesus <laughs> oh yeah how did that go between you how's the split over there I probably paid for it. These fuckers don't pay for anything. They just oh. ride my coattails. <laughs> they're riding my coattails to our fame and fortune. Oh. <laughs> they're, the, they're the smart ones, then. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, I got some, I got some messages from these other owners, like asking, like, do you, yo, do you need any like fantasy advice? Do you need any tips? Like, I, can, I, can <laughs> I think that was Julio. I think that was Julio. Which one of these assholes you guys think is the biggest asshole? Oh, I would, if I had to pick, I think it'd be Phil. Yeah, philanthropist. Now, oh, yeah. I totally agree with you on that. He, he's the <laughs> now, he just doesn't know what he's saying. At the same time, like, his team is one of my favorite teams. Like, in both this league and the other league I'm in with him, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not bad. Like, he makes trades that somehow he makes these fucking trades that he ends up making out like a bandit on these fucking deals. And he drafts good teams. Like I'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, in. his team. His team's pretty loaded. It's just he's sending. He's sending out like low ball offers. Oh, but people take them. I don't we, understand. Yeah. I don't yeah. that. Did we offer trades to these guys? No, we didn't make any tra- trade offers to them. No. Would you guys have traded? Picks. Oh, that you guys like you- yeah, during the draft? Would you have traded like a pick? Would, would you? Would you be really to trade one of those spots? Not if there were still QBs left. Yeah. We tried real hard, very hard, guys, to, like, move around and, like, drop back and pick up middle-round picks. We couldn't fucking get any deals going with these guys. Like, they, the shit that they were counter-offering us was so laughable. It was tough. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, they, they were trying to uh, move around, uh, swap around. I, I think Phil was trying to offer me, like, a James Conner or David. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it was exactly – it was James Conner for, like, two QBs. Jesus. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm like <laughs> – they want to give you. They want to give you nine decent games for a fucking two starting QB. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Nine's, nine's pushing it. Yeah, that might be pushing it. I don't know. Look, he beat <laughs> cancer. Okay, he beat cancer. He can beat oh. a philanthropist. No, James Conner. James Conner. James Conner. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was testicular cancer. That's is that real? Was that what he had? I, think so. I actually don't know. That's terrifying. James Conner. Oh, I don't know what type of cancer it was. He had cancer in, in college. Went to Pitt. You know, the Cave of Excellence. Went to Pitt. That's my wife, the Cave of Excellence, by the way. Um, so neither have, have either of you ever done this strategy before? Have you, have, you, have you tried this? Or is this a first time for both of you? First time. I love it. I'm, I'm yeah. so excited to see how it goes. We're going to be talking about this league throughout the course of the season. Um, I'm sure we'll have you guys back on if you're willing to, again, uh, just talk about how it's going, talk about the trades that you're making, if it's working out the way you want it to, that sort of thing. But uh, Yeah, no problem. Anything you want to say to, to our listeners or, uh, about this league, about fan – like, okay, let me ask you this before you leave. What is your, your, your biggest fucking, like, plant your flag in the dirt stance in fantasy football this year, whether you love a guy – hate a guy give me one fucking take that you are sticking by everyone's down but i think he moster is going to go a long way this season oh you got big Wiz's number there he's a mostert fan for sure there wasn't oh, very there much is. of a stretch there buddy i think, really? bit, I think I, everything i've been seeing Moster's i think it's a lot of hate. yeah especially with the kyle shannon uh off uh shannon offense they don't really run the same running back for that long so people are hating on mostert very true Naf, his was one. Um, I'm a big believer in DJ Moore. Oh, uh, fuck the off. Teddy Bridgewater edition. I mean, that's not like Get a off the hot take. Screen. What the fuck are you doing on my goddamn screen? DJ Moore, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's not my. That's not a hot, super hot take or anything. But um, I don't know. I think I think he's uh, wide receiver one. Is I, I think I think I think it's a lock, but. Uh, maybe he can shoot for like the top half of wide receiver of uh, wide receiver ones, maybe like a top six finish. 
I, I will I will make a three shot bet with you that he's not a one by the end of the season right now. A wide receiver one? Yeah, he's not gonna be top twelve. You wanna make that bet? I'll take that. You gotta make a little bit though. Is that a yes? For five shots, yeah. No, three shots. Jesus, slow down. <laughs> you haven't taken yeah, one. I don't, I, don't know know. I, I don't know that you can take a shot yet. I haven't seen it yet. Your, your boy Mobile <laughs> is taking a shot with me. How about three? Shots of White Claws? Let's, yeah, fucking White Claw. You, you don't drink booze. All right. Wait, just to repeat, you think that he's not going to finish top 12? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, he He finished a wide receiver 13 last year. Yes, he did, and he had an insane amount of volume. That that volume decreases this year. So does his average depth of target this year. His yards after the catch this year. Everything decreases this season. Watch it happen. It's up. Yeah, I already, I already pushed the button, Wiz. Shut up. All right, guys. Look, we appreciate you coming on, talking a little bit about your strategy. Um, I hope your trades happen. Because now that I've met you, I like you more than these other assholes in the league. But, but, but I gotta <laughs> Man, say, all these I'm other not, guys are geezers, bro. Yeah, I'm, well, I think I'm probably older than most of these assholes. They're British. I don't think so. No problem. They're British. The, it, it, yeah, it's the British ones. It's the Mike's British. cool. Mike seems old, but yeah, I, keep going. My bad. I don't know who Mike is. Who's Mike? He's the commish, commissioner. Yeah, is he British? Yeah. Uh no, he's from where? Connecticut. Oh God damn it! Jesus Christ! Fuck these guys! <laughs> hey. <laughs> Look, we'll reach out to you guys later. Appreciate you guys coming on uh, briefly yeah. to tell us a little bit about your uh, worst draft in the history of Dynasty Startup Leagues. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Projected we'll, winning streak, baby. You got a 9-5 and five prediction, so we'll see. Ride that Saquon train all the way home. Saquon, these nuts. Okay, okay. Next question. Um, who are the best teams in this league and why? So I've got an answer here. Um, there's five teams that I identified. I think the philanthropist job, which we, we, we just talked about with those guys. He, he seems like kind of a dick, but he's got a really good, the teams that ignored age of players and just took best value, best players at the spot. Um, I think they did a good job. Philanthropist balanced age and talent. He's got Mahomes and Stidham and Connor, David Johnson. I love Michael Thomas, Julio, Cooper, Keenan Allen, Ruggs and Ertz. I think that's a pretty solid team. I think Julio, which is the name of one of our owners, took just the best player available. I think he's got a good squad. Bridgewater and Haskins are rough, but as we talked about with those two guys, quarterbacks were hard to get in this league. He's also got Brady, Eckler, Kenyon Drake, Leonard Fournette, Mark Ingram, so James White. He's got some running backs there. Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, Preston Williams, who the Chan Gailey conversation says is worthwhile, and Travis Kelsey. I think our team's pretty good. You know, I think we've got a decent shot, depending on how that wide receiver two does, to do well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll take F FT Tank 3, who drafted Lamar. Um, what the fuck does that say? My screen's all fucking up. He's got CEH, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard. He paired that with DK Metcalf, Cortland Sutton, Hollywood Slayton, uh, Nikhil Harry, Darren Waller. So good, good teams. There's a handful of good teams in here that I think are really going to threaten. You guys want to pick anybody or you just want to move on? Well, I think what you, you mentioned the top five, and I think those people should compete for the championship. Should. And, and they should. And after that, I mean, I think it's all about more depth than anything else. So, and, and, and we, we've seen that more than anything, at least in our, in our other dynasty league. Yeah, we have. All right. So as we've mentioned in some of our mock draft episodes, 
the most important thing in any draft is adapting to the draft. You can go in with whatever strategy you want, but you have to be able to adapt to how things are going. Obviously, we saw the two teams draft nothing but quarterbacks. Um, tell me about how you think we did adjusting to the flow of the draft. Did we make any, any solid adjustments, or, or did we fuck up somewhere? Well, I think the one thing I would say is that I think we, we did move with the draft, particularly in that first, the first five rounds. Um, I certainly did not really want to go Kamara or, or Derek Henry or Aaron Jones. Um, they just fell to us. And I think it was too much, like you said, too much value that you, you couldn't pass up. And I think with Dynasty, um, all those running backs are, are age, what, 24 or younger. I think Aaron Jones might be 25, maybe. Um, but I, I, I think we just took the best player available. And I, I, I thought that was, that was fantastic. I do, the one thing I think we struggled with was we never got ahead of the curve. And we, we drafted, what, the fifth were we, were we the fourth spot? Where were we? Uh, I think we were five. We drafted five, but I, I think that that's one thing we, we never we never could start a run, and I thought that was something that w- that was challenging. I thought we were always stuck in the middle and, and always either in the middle of it or on the back end of it. Um, I don't think we could start it or stealing anyone, and that was one thing I thought was frustrating. Yeah, I think I feel like a lot of the guys we were targeting didn't quite make it to us, or it was too early to take them, so we kind of kept taking guys that, like he said, were value guys, but not necessarily guys we wanted. But we had to because they were there and they were worth that pick. Yeah, whatever you said just now probably made some sense. I was peeing upstairs, so I didn't hear it. But, oh, good. So uh, the next question was about trades. You know, Wiz, in our dynasty startup years ago, we were all about the fucking trades. Bullfrog, in our dynasty startup weeks ago, we made a lot of trades really early, traded back, traded up. Um, we, we got the guys we wanted. Um, so it, in this one, we kind of had that same mentality. Like we talked about with uh, Nav and Monia, we tried to make a lot, of tra- a lot of fucking trades. I probably offered 25 trades during the course of this draft, but almost none of it went through until Bullfrog made the offers because you have the magic fucking sauce. Whatever you say goes trade land um so the question here was just like how did we do trading like did the, did the few trades we were able to make work out or not I, I i said uh not so much i wasn't really happy with the way our trades went specifically we traded out around six we picked up a seven and a ten and typically you know whiz we've talked about this a lot we like to pick up those middle round picks and getting an extra pick inside that top 10 rounds uh, felt like it had been a good good thing for us the problem was you know, if we had had that round six pick, we would have probably taken our second quarterback just because of how many quarterbacks were going in those early picks. And between the pick we traded away and our pick after the seventh round turn, there were nine draft picks taken. Seven of those were quarterbacks. Really fucked up our strategy. Teddy Bridgewater, who I liked. Drew Brees, obviously we like. Minshew, you talked about last week, Wiz probably really draftable at this point. Um, even guys like Haskins and Stidham, Derek Carr, Big Ben, a lot of quarterbacks went. And I think that really fucked us up. For the rest of the draft, we were really scrambling to get quarterbacks. Rivers was a solid pick, I think, for a year, maybe two, as our quarterback too. But, but like we were talking round after round after round about how we can address our quarterback concerns. If we hadn't made that trade, maybe a different story. But, uh, uh, I mean, Taysom Hill, Will Greer, and Colin Kaepernick are our quarterbacks three through five. So, probably didn't work out in our favor. 
Yeah, I just think, you know, we got pinched because of those guys, and that's the point. But, you know, hopefully at some point maybe we can just get one of those guys from them for a lot less value than they were hoping for in return. And like, like an Aaron Jones? Give him, a, yeah. give him Aaron Jones to get a <laughs> – I'd take Dak Prescott for Aaron Jones straight up all fucking day. Hey, Wolfpack, real quick, I want your take on our backup quarterbacks. Ooh. Taysom Hill, Will Greer, Colin Kaepernick. How do you like our backup quarterback situation? I th- how how long did uh, interception throwing quarterback? I can't think of his name right now from from the Bucks. Jameis. Just, do what now? Jameis round fifteen. Okay, so how long has he signed though? Because I mean, I could see one year. Uh, Taysom Hill is going to take that over in New in New Orleans. So, I mean, I think that's a good pick, but your backups, like you said, you're sh- struggling because, I mean, Kaepernick's not playing. He's not going to get signed at all. I think he'll be signed. Uh, I in, doubt in, it. In the and NFL's Will, marketing department. Yes. Exactly. And Will Greer, I mean, he's not going to see the, the field at all. Trash. Trash. He's going to be like, if there is even preseason, he'll be like the last game. And if you guys are already out of playoffs for Carolina, then he'll be like, okay, we'll let you play like the last two weeks to see what you, if you can do anything. But we already know you're not our future. I would say two rounds later after we draft Greer, Brissett goes, we kind of fucked that up. It was all you, buddy. You were all about some Will Greer. I wanted any fucking backup quarterback there was. And knowing that Teddy Bridgewater can't stay healthy, I was willing to take that gamble. You're right. Well, I mean, we – shall see bullfrog and i were really happy to be able to grab a colin kaepernick just because you thought it was the dumbest move that we could have possibly made now i will say that you know on a on a team where we can roster 26 players kaepernick was our 28th player picked we got to drop three guys before the season starts so it was worth a gamble i mean we took him in the we took him as our second player in the 28th round or something so it's fine um you know, the next question here says, what made this draft unique or especially difficult compared to other startup drafts you might have been a part of? I'm assuming you guys are going to talk about the two dudes we just talked to, but hit, hit me with some uh, thoughts there. Yeah, just the three-headed monster, man. It was tough for me. I wasn't a big fan of it, honestly. The three of us? Uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of the takes you guys had, I didn't have. So if I spoke up on it, then whatever. So a lot of times I just kind of let it go and let – you guys argue it out or whatever. So, I don't know. You know why you didn't have the same takes as us? Because you haven't been a fantasy football professional for a long time. We have. I'm pretty sure my record's been better than both of y'all's lately. So You had a good season last year. Then you had a baby. Anyways. I I just thought it was difficult with with Muniel and and I'm taking – just going pure pure quarterback in – Yes, like you said, it is, it is, they openly stated it. They were just trying to just create havoc in, in a fun league is what they called it. Um, so I thought that, that was difficult. It was tar- hard to, like you said, m- maneuver around to go get a quarterback. That, that left us scrambling the entire time. And they definitely – they did not answer my question either. What was it? About the point of this is to win championships. Like how many years out do you exist? Uh, do you think you honestly have a shot this year or next year? Like – they had nothing for that answer. Yeah. Or that, that question. Yeah, we have a better chance of winning a championship than they do. Let's that's that's fine. That's fine with me. Um obviously the next question the next question was like who's the douchebag in this league? Philanthropist. 
He he seems like a real douche. And like his fucking, I can't stress this enough. His counter offers to our trades. I, I made him a trade offer once. It was a late round pick. I wanted to move like a, it maybe like our 16th and 18th for his two 17ths or something. And his response was, I'll take your 16th or, or, or I'll give you my 17th, one of them, and you can give me your first and second next year. Like that's the kind of counter that asshole made. You're right. He's a dick. He's a douche. And yet someone else would probably make that trade. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happens with this guy, right? The easy answer is, is uh, Agnev and, and Moniel just because they took all the quarterbacks, but I think they it was an like, They seem like good enough dudes. They, they had a plan, and they stuck with it, so you can't fault them for that. Yeah. I mean, it sucked drafting in that league where all of a sudden you couldn't get any fucking quarterbacks, but, um, you know, is what it is. Anybody make any uh, stupid-ass rookie mistake? Like, yo, we, we talked about there's a handful of guys in here that clearly knew what they were doing. Anybody really fuck up? In your estimation? No, I, I thought I thought if those if that that was their plan, Moniel and Agnes' plan, and they stuck to it, and they had some sort of some sort of plan with it. Um, not that it was good, but that's what they did. I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad. I, I was okay with it. I thought everyone else drafted like you would expect them to, relatively well. I'll I'll say that one team that I thought did a bad job was Y Town Joe. Now, um, I think they were just a little too focused on age. You know how I feel. I, at least Wolfpack, we've talked about this plenty of times, how I feel about rookies versus vets. Oh, yeah. Startup. Take advantage of the guys that love the rookies. Like Whitetown Joe, his first three running backs drafted were rookies in this league. His first two or two of his three first maybe wide receivers were Debo Samuel and Terry McLaurin, who both might be great in the league. But, uh, you know, they're second-year players, and there's plenty of, there are plenty of veterans in the league that are more valuable than that that he could have had at those spots. I think anytime you focus in a dynasty startup too heavily on age and trying to get young guys, you're making a mistake. Um, you know, it's, it's the old draft strategy that Wiz, you're, you're fond of saying, like, you can go in with whatever strategy you want, but if you pass up the best players available for something because of a strategy you planned ahead of time, it's never, never a good idea. Give me a handful of really great picks, steals that you saw in this draft by us or somebody else. The ones that jumped out at me, I thought Ronald Jones in the 11th round, I thought was good. Nicole Hardman, 11th round, late 11, 11, 11 was, was a good. Damien Harris, I thought in the 16th round was a good pick. Damien Harris, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's behind Sonny Michelle, who has, who has a, apparently a worse knee condition than Todd Gurley. Um, who can't stay healthy. I think his average last year was like 3.3 yards per carry, one of the worst in the NFL. Um, so, no, I, I thought those ones are the names that jumped, off, jumped out at me just being really good picks, really good depth picks uh, with, with high ceilings. Yeah, we know we, we've heard your love for Nicole already. Damon Harris has to be a really great pick. So you're a, you're a Ronald Jones fan then over Keyshawn Vaughn, even with what Arian said? Yeah, I think I mean the in the eleventh round for Ronald Jones. Yeah, I would take. I, I don't. I have not bought into Keyshawn Vaughn taking over that entire backfield and being phenomenal. I think, especially Ronald Jones has good enough hands, and Tom Brady likes to use the likes to. He doesn't give a. He's, he almost doesn't. He's who knows if it might be him that doesn't like the fucking rookie running backs. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think it's – well, I mean, I like Ronald Jones the most, but I think it's a revolving door because Brady's not afraid to call someone out and put his ass on the bench for a missed block. And we saw Ronald Jones do that plenty of times last season. So unless he's improved tenfold in that area, I think it's it's going to cost him some some field time this season. What do you got in there for your, your favorite steal of the draft? I mean – I, I like I like Damian Harris in the 16th. I think he could have some impact. I mean, he was a high draft side guy. I like I liked AJ Green for us in the 11th. I just felt like for a couple more years, the guys could – I mean, people just kind of wrote him off. I mean, he was a stud every year until just last season when he just couldn't get on the field. He if chose Burrow, not to get on the field. It's not that he couldn't. Yeah. If Burroughs can do something, I mean, I think A.J. Green can be a really good piece for us for a couple of years. I, yeah, I like, I like that pick. Do you guys remember whose idea that pick was? Probably mine. Yeah. I think it was mine. I think if you go back and check the Ruckin' records, it was me. But this is what happens when you have three guys. All right. How about some crazy fucking reaches? Any absolute uh, terrible picks that you saw that you just thought, you know, no, thank you. I'm glad you made that pick. Not me. He decided that uh, Austin Eckler going in the third round was a bad pick. Um, you know, I kind of agree. I think he, I, you probably know already that I think Joshua Kelly is going to get plenty of look on that backfield because Austin Eckler has proven time again that he is not a uh, – he, he's no good as the lead back in a backfield all by himself. He needs another piece. Uh, Wiz, you got any stretches here, reaches that you didn't like? Yeah, I thought FT Tank 3 took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as in his second round in the 2.9 uh, position. I thought that was way too high for fucking me. I don't care if it's Dynasty. I don't care if he's number one, the, the first or the only running back taking the first round. Um, there was just too much talent ahead of that that, that he reached for that position. Uh, I mean, talent everywhere. I just didn't like that pick in that spot. I also thought Agnew took Matt Ryan in the – Sorry, Matt Stafford in the 4.1 with his half-broken back. He, he could have taken Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Tua, Ryan Tannehill, any of those guys, and he went with Matt Stafford. I didn't understand that. that. I thought that was fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, like, if you, if you for whatever reason, believe Matt Stafford is going to play, he's probably going to put up better numbers than those guys. But And Aaron Rodgers? Ugh, he's – just feels like a big if at this point with Stafford. He's just he's he has back. two broken backs. The back is a problem. Third one's a charm. The th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the third one's that puts you fucking in the in the uh, in the booth uh, in the, the CBS booth, huh? That's, that's right. That's right. That's what I was trying to say. I appreciate that. A couple of shots of whiskey apparently were enough for me tonight. Um, okay, here's what I'd like to do. We're we're pretty much done talking about this draft. Give me the percent chance we're going to win a championship this year, Wiz. I think you are correct. Philanthropist has a good enough team, and I thought the teams that you mentioned, I would give our, us a – I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to give us 30%. You know what? On a 12-team league, I'll take it. Wolfpack, you've seen our team. You've seen the other draft picks. Give me a percent chance you think we're going to win this year. I could see 30-35. I mean, like you said, and like it's showing – you know, philanthropist, he's got a pretty good balance going. Um, Julio, I mean, he's got, like you said, value over the age. You know, he went with who's the top guy available right now, kind of. That's, um, it. That's it. It makes a difference. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I, I can see 30, 35%, but I mean, it's also if your guys can stay healthy, not saying you guys have any injury prone players, it's more nature of the game. If you guys can stay healthy, keep it going. If Philip Rivers as your second quarterback can get it going, you know, you never know. I think I think you're right about that. Philip Rivers is going to make a big difference in our team, and uh, we do lack a little bit at depth. I'll probably go closer to 20% chance. I think we have a shot. We'll see. It's gonna. It, you know what? It always comes down to in-season management. Even on a even on a deep deep roster like this, we're going to probably have to make a trade or two, maybe make a good uh, waiver wire pickup. But that's what fantasy football is all about. If you quit playing after the draft. Uh, you might as well just join best ball and ignore the rest of the leagues out there, right? All right. Um, before before we take off, two quick announcements for the listeners. Announcement number one, later on this week, we're going to do like a half an episode where we just give you a couple of coaching changes that we wanted to talk about this week, didn't have time to do it. But then in two weeks from today, this is a big one. Mark your fucking calendars. Two weeks from today, we will be dropping for you our 100th episode as a podcast. Very, very exciting. Uh, we're going to have some special things going on that 100th episode. Might get really fucking weird. We haven't really decided what we're going to do yet. That's why we're taking a week off so that we can prepare for it. I know, Wolfpack, you've only been on 10, 12 episodes. But, Wiz, you've been here for nearly – all 100, I think 90, 90 fucking five at least of these things. It's a, it's a very exciting time. Um, I'm pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be my uh, first one in the 30s. My birthday Friday. One of us might fuck our wife on air for that episode, just so you guys can have Ooh. some ear candy. Mine's going to be working, so. The goal, well, yeah, it ain't going to be. The goal is ear candy here. We're trying to do whatever we can to make your ears feel good in two weeks for our 100th episode. It's a big celebration for us. Uh, somebody might puke. Somebody will probably puke. It's kind of how we do things around here. Anybody got drinking, though, didn't he? Huh? Didn't try to give up drinking? No. Well, I mean, kind of did. He was drinking a uh, Smirnoff ice today. On when our was show. the last time you got Friday to take a shot? You know what? That's a really great question, and I have no fucking idea. But do you guys have any words of wisdom, uh, uh, pieces of advice, lessons of the week for the people before we take off for the I, long I haul? I, I, I didn't think it was as bad as Froggy made, made it sound that, that three heads were too many. I, I thought it was an advantage, not a disadvantage. It was different. It was weird. And I'm excited to see where the season takes that team specific. Now it's like my 18th fucking dynasty team. So we'll see how much time I can really devote. But I mean, I can see where you're coming from. You know, like if you've got one point of view and you tie you two are just like hashing it out, it's going to be like, okay, just you guys pick and I'll just sit back and see what happens. Well, so, so the issue with Bullfrog is this, all right? We know this about Bullfrog. Right. He, his MO is to roll over and die whenever you, whenever you oppose him in the slightest bit. Yeah. So like, he never argued. Wiz and I argued about players because we fucking have an opinion and we're, we care. Um, he never argued. If he, if he disagreed, he would just say, you guys do whatever you want and walk away, which was, it was not great. Like I would much rather somebody argue like you did Wiz for the guy you want because like you have a, a, an image of your head of what you want this team to look like, then 
bullfrog who just said do do whatever you want what you think's best huh face this conflict okay i can see that just who he is it's just who he is and wiz you're not afraid to argue i appreciate that about you i think we're done for the day we're done for the day all right see you guys later we'll jump on and do our coaching stuff a little bit later thanks for thanks for joining us people but for now um you gotta fuck off Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Now pull up your pants, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can find more from these limp dick butt pirates at www.yourfootballfantasy.weebly.com.